At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari. Presented by Bet Rivers. Hey there, and welcome into your Monday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Lots of great stuff to get to. Uh, I hope everybody had a really good weekend. I always like to start the Monday pods by saying that. And if you didn't, that's okay. It's Monday. It's a new week. It's time to start, a, uh, start anew. Over the weekend, I was actually in a wedding, so it was a little unfortunate timing. I can't believe people are so inconsiderate uh, because there were six WNBA games on Sunday. So obviously, I was at this wedding on Saturday. I didn't have a lot of free time to be handicapping all of the games, but I was able to live bet them on my drive home from San Luis Obispo. If you've ever been, uh, beautiful towns where Cal Poly uh, is, if you've ever been to California, regardless, that's where I was coming back from and got some live bets in, you know, got the action in before the late game. So... That was fun. The wedding was fun. This is a friend that I've known since I was five years old. And I feel like if you have a friend that you have had since you were that young, like kindergarten to now it's like a quarter of a century that I've known this person and just now getting married, like five to bride, like I want a good friend plaque or a good friend award or something. Like I want some kind of commemoration for our friendship because I think that's pretty hard to do, you know, and pretty special. And maybe, you know what? That's the real prize. That's the real prize. All right. In today's show, let's talk about winning money. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Let's talk NBA finals and even uh, some time on both the New York and both of the LA baseball teams with none other than Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. That is how we will kick things off today. Uh, Monday, the Red Sox are at the Angels and the Dodgers don't play again until Tuesday. They're coming off of two losses to the Mets. I'm sure we'll get Will's thoughts on that. Uh, Dodgers just seem to be 
struggling a little bit with their pitching, but uh, it's hilarious to nitpick. Like the Dodgers are like the golden child and we're like, oh, well, it'd be nice too if he also, um, you know, didn't leave clothes on the floor. Like that, their biggest problem is not that big of a problem, but they are at the White Sox on Tuesday. And I'm assuming that that means I'll be on rush hour at some point this week with Danny Burke discussing uh, these LA and uh, Chicago matchups here. Also on the show, WNBA Tuesday preview. Two games that I don't know that I'm that thrilled about in terms of betting, but we'll see if we can't find something a little interesting and also get into some MVP discussion as well because it looks like uh, it's Brianna Stewart of the Storm and the rest of the Aces team. So how do we look at that? How do we bet that? The two games on Tuesday, Lynx at Liberty, which we saw on Sunday already. So this will be part two. And then Dream at Storm. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. Let's start with the Dodgers, who have had quite a shift in their futures odds. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you've probably heard that these odds have been pretty steady for quite some time. And now after coming off of that, getting swept by the Pirates, the odds have shifted dramatically. And maybe this is obviously a result of getting to see them finally against the Mets over the weekend. But the Dodgers now to win the National League West minus 400, which was minus 265, not but a week, 10 days ago. And to win the National League two to one plus 200 to win the World Series, plus 350, which was 475. So quite a drop there. Uh, I don't know if everyone's just listening to the podcast. And I mentioned if you want a Dodgers ticket, might as well grab it. But you should have, because now it's plus 350 instead of 475. So uh, Dodgers still as talented as ever, despite um, despite losing to teams that are not that good. They just they don't get up for those games, I guess, which <laughs> kind of sounds like the Warriors and the Celtics as well. Tuesday, Dodgers at White Sox. That's something to look forward to. The Angels have now lost 11 games in a row. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal time for the Angels. But they are back in action on Monday. Let's take a look at their futures odds now to see if anything has shifted for them. I have to imagine it's made them longer in some categories. Uh, they are plus 425 to win the American League West behind the Astros, who are laying minus 480. So not a lot of confidence there. If you think the Angels rally back from this, you know, downturn if you will and you think that maybe the Astros aren't that solidified in that category plus 425 on the Angels certainly better value than getting Astros minus 480 I don't hate it they got two MVP candidates on their roster and yet still 11 losses in a row also for their World Series odds the Angels are now sitting at 20 to 1 and in the American League the Angels 9 to 1 behind five other teams the Yankees Astros Blue Jays Rays and the White Sox they are sitting at nine to one right now. So in this slump, if you think that the angels are going to come back out of it, it's I guess a good time to get a better number on them than you could have got. But two weeks ago on Monday, June 6th, 6 38 PM Pacific time here for this game, Michael Wacha for the Red Sox uh, visiting the angels, Noah Syndergaard, who is now four and three with his win loss, his ERA sitting at 4.02 and a whip of 1.21 watch it with a 1.01 whip and the odds say the Red Sox plus 110 money line at Bat Rivers, Angels minus 129, and the run line, Angels minus one and a half runs at plus 155. 
Red Sox plus one and a half runs at minus 195. Total is eight and a half and slightly juiced over. If you've been watching any of these Angels games, you would understand why. Uh, if there's anything I'm going to play, it's Angels overs. And it's annoying because I love to play a first five. I love to play just like listed pitchers bets. The pitchers have been going deeper in the innings, so there's been some opportunity for some live betting, possibly, if these pitchers are going into six, even seven innings. But also, uh, I can't bet overs necessarily in the first fives always, of course, depending on who's pitching, because a lot of the action and the damage really has been happening in later innings. So baseball, as fun as ever to bet. Uh, the WNBA, the Sparks are still long shots here to win the championship at 30-1. to 1. Jackie Young of the Las Vegas Aces dealing with a, an injury that we hope is minor, hope we get her back quick. But... Unfortunately, I almost feel like I jinxed her by giving out those MVP odds not but a week ago. But Kelsey Plum, a 30-plus point game in the Aces game on Sunday, needs to be talked about more. What more does she need to do? Like, make some noise about Kelsey Plum. Absolutely stellar. And uh, if you are not watching the WNBA because you are watching the NBA Finals, you can watch both, first of all. Uh, but if you are interested in the NBA Finals... We have our game three lines up here for Wednesday. Warriors plus three and a half. Celtics minus three and a half. I hate, I, we'll talk, to, oh, I'll talk with Will about this, but I cannot stand these three and a halfs. Three, uh, no, like money line me or don't, because this is just not even fun. If you've been watching the first two games, um, it necessarily, hasn't necessarily been close. So total for this game sitting at two, 12 and a half. I have been liking the unders in all of playoffs, but especially in this series, Celtics series in, in particular. Celtics money line, minus 159. Warriors, plus 135. So Warriors at the Celtics on Wednesday. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. And Bet River Sportsbook is your home for betting on the pivotal Game 3 matchup between... Boston and Golden State, and three is the magic number. When you bet on any player's total three-pointers prop bet, you get a free bet for every three made in the game. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bet on the threes in game three and score yourself free bets. Make your bets at BetRivers.com or on the BetRivers app. Let's get into it. Danielle Avari here from the Los Angeles CityCast with Will Hill, host of the New York CityCast, uh, but not the Will Hill, of course. That's where you can find him on Twitter. And me, at Danielle Avari. Will, uh, we just finished watching the Warriors and the Celtics game, too. What were your takeaways? Wow, just another exciting game. I mean, this has really been the theme of the playoffs. I mean, every night you look up, it's the third quarter, especially on the East Coast. I mean, it's a little different out there, but the East Coast, they start these games. Now, tonight mm. wasn't as bad, but, you know, the game one of the finals started like nine... 10, 9, you know, quarter after 9. In some of these games, you look up, it's 11.30 at night. It's a 30-point game. I know it's, you know, third quarter and it's what we do. You, you don't want to go to bed on these games and have to talk about them. But some of these games, it's just been unwatchable. It's been a really bad postseason. I saw the ratings for game one were really bad. I'm not surprised. It's just, uh, it, it's been a rough postseason for the NBA. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, and at first I was like, oh, the East, like we had these great series. We had the Nets and the Celtics, and we got to see the Bucks and the Celtics. And now it's like the Heat was not a good series. I don't know that these first two games have been anything to write home about. Uh, but it does. it's kind of interesting how much of the zigzag we've been seeing. I mean, I feel like I've, I've been hearing this term ad nauseum at this point, at least in terms of betting, uh, but uh, particularly with the Celtics. And I'm wondering if you've noticed that with the players and props as well, because I was kind of noticing that in the Warriors and Mavs series. Um, just like the kind of the, not necessarily the core players, but kind of the uh, other players who wouldn't have as sharp of lines, just kind of 
alternating between who was having stronger games. And I'm seeing that with the Celtics too. I mean, but Tatum, of course, being a star player here, had such a rough first game and then comes back in the second game, six of nine. I bet him under his threes for his first game and that hit. Um, it was under three and a half, I believe. And he went six of nine in this game. So I'm still even seeing like zigzag in props as well. Yeah, and that's another thing with these blowouts. They screw up the props because some of these guys, they come out in the third quarter. It's a 30-point game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, when you're betting the over on some of these now, if you get the under, it's good for you. But uh, definitely it screws up some of these these props when they start yanking these guys third quarter. I think Curry came out late third quarter, and I don't think he went back in. Uh, I know they left Clay in to try to get him some confidence. That's one that's been gold, that under, because mm -hmm. he just looks shot. His confidence looks completely shot. Uh, how many points did he end up with? Do we know? 11, and he went one of eight from three. Wow. Yeah, it's sad to watch because I think he, you know everyone loved watching him play. And in his prime, he, he's one of the greater shooters of all time. I mean, he was just so good, and now he's just – He's going to have his game. He's going to have one or two games where he goes off if this is a long series. And I, it might be. I still favor Boston here, especially with home court. But it's just sad to watch. He's not the same player. And Horford's really weird too. Horford will score 30 in one game and then he won't attempt a shot in the next game. It's just, it's hard to figure out. Yeah, I know. And you know what's also speaking of Horford rebounds have been so hard for me to figure out it from a prop standpoint because they're spread out so evenly across both of these yeah. teams. And I'm like, who 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 am I supposed to bet on this for? It's almost like unbettable. Yeah. Wow. Horford one of four with two points after he had what, 30 mm -hmm. something in game one or he had 20. I don't know. I mean, he, he crushed it in game one and now he's got two points, one of four. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very strange. And, and yeah, I agree with you on the rebounds because they have a lot of guys with a lot of size. Tatum gets his rebounds. Brown can sneak in there and get some. Robert Williams, uh, when he's healthy and he didn't play a lot tonight, he can get them. Grant Williams. So yeah, there's uh, it's definitely tough. It's definitely uh, tricky to figure out these props, especially with the blowouts. The blowouts make it really, really tricky to try and figure out some of these props. Do you think we're going to keep seeing this as this series progresses or are things going to tighten up a little bit where these are going to be harder to win? What do you mean? The, the just props the, or just the game? No, themselves? the game, the game, these blowouts. It's like, okay, it's almost like the Celtics are like, all right, this got away from us. We'll get them next game. Definitely. Definitely. Um, That's a good question. You know, I think we see this all the time where the road team steals game one and they're just kind of fat and happy and they come out in game <laughs> two and just get their teeth kicked in. I think it's like 11 and one, the last 12 or a team that loses game one at home wins game two. That's at least in the final. So it's been a pretty, uh, pretty profitable trend. Now the question will be, can Golden State get a split here in Boston? Because if Boston wins both of them and they're up three, one, it's going to be hard for Golden State to come back from that. Mm. Uh, I do think Boston looks Better, younger, more athletic. They got a lot of size. Again, this was an ugly performance tonight. But other than Curry, it doesn't seem like the Warriors have a lot of answers. But they got the win they needed tonight. And, uh, you know, that if they can ever get to a Game 7 at home, they would have home court. They have the best player in Curry. So uh, I'm hoping for a long series. I don't know. I mean, we could see a scenario where, you know, it goes 7 and all the games are blowouts. That wouldn't shock me. We've had that. Like, Heat Celtics, there weren't really any good games, but it went 7, although I guess Game 7 ended up being a tight game and one or two of the other ones across the way. But, you know, just because it's a long series, it could, you know, could be 7 blowouts. So hopefully we get some good games, though. These games have been pretty tough to watch. Yeah, and tough to bet. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but I just, like, have not been interested in this three, three-and-a-half-point spreads, really, because I'm, like, just bet the money line at this point. And I did tell you I got a live line on the Warriors. That's the other thing you can do, obviously. Live betting is my favorite way to bet the NBA. I've had a horrible run in the playoffs, honestly. Like, luckily, I did so well during the regular season. I'm, I'm guessing what I mostly did was fade the Lakers here and bet on the Clippers. But um, regular season went well. Playoffs have went horribly. But I was able to get a live minus one-and-a-half on the Warriors, so so that worked out a lot better for me. I have just have no interest in betting these pre-game 
meager like lines like give me three and a half points like not necessarily just like if i think the celtics are going to win this one give me the money line if the warriors are i guess but it in game when you can get a little bit better number if they're favored but i do wonder too when you're talking about can the warriors steal one at home i mean they did this right they split the series in the regular season each winning at each other's homes and do you think these are the two teams that have the best home court advantages in the nba if we're if we're talking about those you would think Boston would have a better one than they've had. They've lost a lot of games at home. Remember, they lost two or three at home to Miami. They lost a couple in the Bucks series, and they played great on the road. Yeah, uh, Golden State usually is is a typically really good home team. And I don't feel like this new building is is, is as loud as. Remember, the Oracle mm -hmm. used to just be deafening. I feel like it's more of like a wine and cheese crowd. It's not the same, like <laughs> sort of a, a rowdy That's kind so of true. crowd. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it, it'll be interesting to see if home court holds up here. Uh, I kind of think Boston gets both of them in Boston. I just think mm -hmm. they're better. Uh, I'm rooting for Golden State. I picked Golden State in seven plus 400. That's what I, I thought, I don't too. Know. Yeah. I don't know. What do you yeah. have? Do you have any series bets for this? I didn't bet it, but I, when, when, when I've gone on shows and talked about this, I, I said I, I would guess Warriors in seven. It wasn't something I wanted to put money on because, again, this series, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. I was obviously assuming, okay, the Warriors have the experience advantage. But kind of what you said, too, the Celtics have this young team, and it's almost like they – I hate handicapping motivation, and I think that's where I'm going wrong as opposed to playoff NBA betting versus regular season. Um because I'm literally like, why is these games are just not played the same way, obviously. And so who actually cares about this win? And at what point did they decide the game is such a big blowout? We're just going to try next game. Um, and so the motivation's been the hardest thing for me to handicap. I just think the Celtics seem a lot hungrier for this. And the Warriors at some point seem a little, I don't want to use the word lazy, but sometimes. Yeah, remember the Warriors. I mean, they were up 3-1 against Memphis. Memphis got a big lead against them. And Golden State's like, peace, we'll see you in the next game. And they ended yeah. up getting down by like 55 in one of those games. It's like uh, hockey, I think it right? sets up. It, it, yeah, no, you're right. And if it, if we're going to go by that logic, it sets up pretty well for Boston. You know, they're mm -hmm. off a 30-point loss. They're going home for game three. You would think this sets up pretty well. Uh, I don't know, does Bet Rivers have a line for game three yet? My guess it would be Boston by like three or so. If, if That's Boston's what I'm saying. We're going to keep getting these lines like three, three and a half. Yeah, because home court's worth three, and if you just flip the home court... I was uh, surprised just... to see this Warriors line for Game 2 get up to five at Me one too. point. Did you think that was Me warranted? Because I, I didn't, and obviously they, they ended up covering it. But it, it seemed like a lot. It seemed like a lot because I think Boston's the better team, so it's hard to lay five when mm -hmm. you you know you think the other team, the team that's getting five, is the better team. Mm -hmm. But again, the situation is just so favorable to Golden State where... You know, these teams are desperate and human nature kicks in. The team that's up one nothing says, you know what, we got our game on the road, we're fine. And the team that's down look, if Golden State lost tonight, their season's over. Boston, if they're going home up two nothing, like they're gonna win the championship. So I think there is a little bit of human nature, that desperation sort of kicks in. So but to answer your question, yes, the five de definitely seemed like a lot. Um if I was gonna play Golden State and I didn't play a side tonight, I'd play the under which got home. I would have just found a way to get the Warriors money line with maybe some baseball game I liked and parlayed it or something like that because uh, it was hard to stomach, you know. What was the under number ones. you got? Two four, two fourteen, two fifteen, something like that. Okay, because I looked to bet it live, and it was it was at like two fifteen and a half, so it was probably right around that. And it looked, I, I was like, it was yeah, under. done. I thought it was done in the first quarter. It was thirty one thirty. Yeah. Everyone, it, it boy, I could see why people hate betting unders because when they're <laughs> hitting every three, it's it. a helpless feeling. Oh boy, but but when when you start to when when they're making every three and the pace is quick, it's really just it's a it's a helpless feeling. But uh, they slowed way, way down in this game when, uh, what was the final here? I think it was 107.88, something like that. It ended up pretty, going yeah, pretty comfortably under the total. 
and then when it's a blowout, you know, the, the pace slows down. You don't get the foul game at the end, so that helps the under. So I do think it sets up pretty well here for Boston in game three. Yeah. I know you like Warriors in seven. Would you change where, how you feel now, obviously, yes. through game two? What do you think we're going to – like how many games? I'll say Boston. I'll say home court holds. I'll say Boston in six. I don't six. know that Golden State's okay. going to win in there. Well, Boston would get home. Yeah. Let's just play it out. Boston wins their two at home. Mm-hmm. They go back to Golden State where it's 3-1. Golden State wins that, and then Boston wins it in six. I think that's possible. I don't want to be sitting here like I gave out Golden State in seven. Now I'm going to give out Boston in six and just say, I told you so either way. Like I, I'd like to stick to my picks. No, yeah, stick to your I, don't I know. just met after I don't know. seeing two games. If you, you gave know, me a reprieve, like, though. obviously looking like Celtics, looking like it. Yeah, if you gave me a reprieve, I probably would take the reprieve and, and pick Boston in six. So no matter what happens, I'm not going to take credit because I've already picked two picks. So I don't want to pick every single scenario and see, oh, see, I told you so. But yeah, I'm definitely, well, I'll put it this way. I'm definitely worried about my Warriors in seven pick. Uh, wine and cheese crowd. That is elite. That's exactly what it is. And it's funny, too, because the is. WNBA is talking about adding one to two teams before the 2024 season. And one of the cities is, of course, Oakland. So that would be a team getting to play in Oracle again. Um, which I think is such a great facility. So possibly uh, some more life coming back there at least. Uh, what do you make of this this Dodgers team right now who just faced off against your Mets, won the first two, lost the last two, uh, ending that series on Sunday? Great game. Yeah. And Dodgers dropped uh, to 0-4 in extra inning games after this one. They lost 5-4 to on Sunday in the 10th inning. What do you what do you think's going on here besides the pitching problems? <laughs> I think just that. I think yeah, they'll be fine. Just that. I think yeah. they go through these these little ruts. It's a long regular season. They're almost you you spoke about the boredom of these teams in the regular season in the NBA. <laughs> I think the Dodgers go through that where they're so good they're probably a victim of their own boredom. Yep. Uh, and again, that's not great pitching. I mean, they're they're pitching like Mitch White and Gonsolin's their best pitcher. You know, yeah. Kershaw's hurt. Bueller has not been good. Bueller's the one where you figure he'd turn around, but he's been really really bad. Uh, good job by the Mets, though, because they came in here without their pitchers. Mm-hmm. They lost Thursday. They lost Friday. They're down 4-1 to one Saturday night, and they're down late in Sunday to get a split there. Uh, that's a good job by the Mets. Mets got the little magic going right now. Mets, uh, here's what I hope for this Mets-Dodgers. I hope we see it again in October because that would be a lot of, be, uh, be a lot of fun. It would be a great postseason series to get the Mets and the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers line up, the Mets pitching, assuming they get DeGrom back, assuming they get Scherzer back. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, side sidetrack story really quick. Brandon Nimmo. So Brandon Nimmo's from Cheyenne, Wyoming, I believe. Played baseball growing up there. So when I worked in Wyoming, it was like a huge deal when he got brought up to the Mets that year. Wow. And now it's so crazy to me because I keep seeing Brandon Nimmo's name everywhere. And I remember when he got brought up and it was like, come on, we just like want him to do kind of well. And he used to play post nine baseball in Cheyenne, which is funny because in Cheyenne they had three high schools, but baseball obviously a bigger team and a lot of the kids played football there was just post nine baseball there weren't the high schools had individual baseball teams because there weren't enough kids for the team so wow. yeah Brandon you know Nemo. no he was already in New York when this was happening so but but it was like we did local news right and so it was like we had to talk about Brandon Nimmo every week and the Mets wow. and it was hilarious because obviously Wyoming no baseball team no football team we talk about the Broncos we talk about neighboring teams but I remember talking about the Mets so much because Brandon Nimmo and look at look at him now leadoff hitter so incredible job by him it's always fun for me in sports when you like know a kid like Josh Allen was at Wyoming right before I left too so I'm like feel like I kind of like root for him also you grew up with him yeah yeah. you watch yeah. his career well grow. i i left right before josh allen took over and he was my last interview before i left wyoming and i was he's like we're gonna turn this program around because the year i was there they won two or three games and i was in snow covering them 
And uh, lo and behold, they like won 10 games that season. I remember just like, yeah, sure you are, guy. And huh. he turned around and did it. So ever since then, I've just had, I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to what Josh Allen wants to say, what he wants to do. Um, Angels, by the way, have lost 11 now. Oof. They just lost to the Phillies, 9-7. to seven. Uh, and Philly's also looking good under their new new coach here, uh, coaching change in the middle of the season. Uh, what what what's going on with the Angels? They've lost eleven yeah, straight. Yeah, they're still right there for the playoffs. They're still right there for the playoffs. How do they right have two the MVP playoffs? candidates? I know the- <laughs> it seemed. I know Trout. I was just looking at the MVP odds. Trout's still plus three hundred. He's the same number as Judge. He hasn't gotten a hit in like two weeks. Judge hits a homer every single day. Hit list that surprised in his last twenty six at bats. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. But that's uh. Yeah, they've been terrible. That was a terrible loss today because they were up four late. Harper's a grand slam. They come back, they take the lead, and then they blow it again. Two outs, two strikes. The guy hits a home run. So the, the Angels have been bad. It feels like they're constantly underachieving. It's too bad because it'd be good for baseball to get them in the playoffs, get Otani in the playoffs, get mm-hmm. Trout in the playoffs. It'd be mm-hmm. fun. I just don't know. Uh, they just don't have a, a ton of pitching. Their bullpen just seems to melt down every single day. These bad bullpens will kill you. It's like, you know, it's like a kicker in football. It's just the worst way to lose when you lose with these bullpens. Do you think Trout like has been here for so many years now, and I don't expect him to leave the Angels at this point? Do you think that it would serve Shohei to be on a different team? I was just thinking that they could trade him. I think he's got what another year after this in his contract. I mean, mm-hmm. remember he was very particular about where he wanted to go when he was coming to the United States. Like he didn't want to play for the Yankees. There were certain teams on the East Coast he didn't want to play for, but boy, there'd be a hell of a market so for nice him. So nice to be able to write your ticket up. like that. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I'll yeah. go. Uh, and he hasn't pitched well in New York, so I don't know if there's a, a level of discomfort there because he pitched uh, poorly against the Yankees this past week, and then he pitched badly in Yankee Stadium again. It's only two yeah, starts. Yeah, it's only been, like been two... as great. Yeah. I was trying to see. I was, like, previewing that game, and I was like, he really hasn't faced them that much, and the times he has, it hasn't gone well, like, at all. Like, really has gone poorly. Now, did you cover him in Wyoming at all or no? I did not. I didn't. I was never working in Japan or, or anywhere, so I never got to cover Shohei. But, um, Darn. But, Yeah. Lots. Of, it's hilarious to me because I I saw these players and I talked about these players and was like, oh yeah, you know, athletes come and go, I guess. But no, it's like Josh Allen. Like we're still talking about Josh Allen and and Brandon Nimmo now leadoff hitter for the Mets. So funny. Um, you work at these small markets and you think this is never going to matter. What what I'm talking about today is never going to matter. Uh, and these guys are were really good. They're still really good. Uh, how's baseball betting been going for you in general before before we wrap things up? Because. I've, I mean, I don't know if it's just I'm seeing Danny Burke's hilarious tweets sometimes when he has struggled with baseball. I think he's actually back on track. But it seems like everybody kind of hit a wall at some point in the last week or two with some baseball betting. Uh, it seems like we don't know what balls are using because in the beginning, <laughs> right, up until the last couple of weeks, the balls have been dead. Nobody's hitting any home runs. Then there was a night Friday or Saturday, a bunch of these same game parlay home run props cash because you had a bunch of guys hitting two homers. So uh, it's tough because... It's just so hard to figure, you know, what balls are using in terms for the totals. But uh, it's been pretty well. It, it's gone pretty well. I've had a pretty good feel for the, the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees and Mets have been fun. It definitely helps doing these shows having two teams to cover mm-hmm. because I don't know, like, I was talking to Ryan Rothstein Thursday, yeah. Friday or something. And it's like the, at the time the Phillies were, were bad. It looked like they were just going to be dead all yeah. summer. It's like it's, it's early to be doing football. There's no basketball anymore if you're Philly. At least we got two baseball teams to talk about. Yeah, I know. And we're lucky. And I, I was just talking about this last week about how, I mean, obviously before the last week has happened now, things have changed. But there was an ESPN article talking about how the two New York teams and the two L.A. teams were in first in their respective divisions, which was the first time in MLB history. Uh, and they kind of asked the question, like, well, which team would you like to back to win it all at this point? So I'll ask you, even though you're probably going to, I mean, you host the New York City cast. Are you going to pick one of your New York teams at this point to win it all? 
it's just so hard to pick you know who's gonna win a series four months from now in october because it's just so random what's the so what who's who's gonna win the whole thing yeah between i'm giving you the four options of the of the two la teams and the two new okay. york teams if you had to and you can make it a value bet or you can make it who you just think is gonna win straight up oh, that's a great question Dodgers are plus 350 at Bet Rivers right now. Yankees are 6 to 1. The Mets are 8 to 1. And the Angels, let's scroll, they are 20 to 1. You can keep the Angels. I'll take the Mets <laughs> at 8 to 1 just because it's longer odds. And I'll, I'll assume DeGrom and Scherzer get back. And they're yeah. doing this without, I mean, DeGrom hasn't thrown a pitch. Scherzer's been out a few weeks. Uh, and McGill, who was on his way to being an all star, he's been out. So. I'll go with the Mets at longer odds. That again, that would be a great series, Mets Dodgers. That's the problem. The Mets have to go through the Dodgers. You would think in the in the NL, Yankees don't really have that team. Houston's good, you know. Toronto's good, but not, they don't have like a Dodgers to go through. So that's probably why the odds are a little uh, longer for the Mets. But I'll go Mets at eight to one. Dodgers are are shorter now too. They used to be plus four seventy five for like the longest time. I don't know if they got some action here or something, but now Dodgers at plus three fifty, and I think that's hilarious given that they just got swept by the Pirates. So. Obviously, know, not a lot of stock in that, but it's still kind of funny timing. Plus, you got to make that bet, and even if it wins, you don't cash it till November, and you're only getting plus three fifty. That's that, you don't have I, to convince me like not to bet futures. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate waiting. I hate it. I need Anything to like football for you yet, or no? No. Have you bet any NFL yet? Just week one, I took the Panthers just because I think once Watson That's gets great. suspended, that line will move. Yeah. Uh... No. I mean, I'm surprised by – I think the Rams week one line, they're only favored by one, I believe. Do you have any Watson takes? It's late here. We can break the internet. Do you have any Watson takes? <laughs> it's late. Uh, uh, nothing that I'd like to air. Nothing I'd like Come to on. air out. You, you know? can get away with You can get away with it. Yeah, it's it's just uh, nothing – Everybody would be on your side. I have nothing side. nice to say. I have nothing yeah. nice to say, so I'm going to say nothing at all. Yeah. It's a uh, – boy. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, fade – fade the start of the season obviously i don't think he's gonna be there for it yeah what do you think he'll get six games eight games something like that i mean if history tells us anything yeah something around that maybe less right. maybe less uh but bills and rams first week and rams are only getting one point i feel like i'm like what this is a toss-up game i don't know rams are getting a point yeah rams plus uh, one on bat rivers it's a nice teaser option. We'll find something find something to tease it with. You tease them up to seven or seven Ooh. and a half. That's a nice teaser option. It is June. It just became June, and we were making football bets. That's where we're at. So that's a good bet. You tease them up. I do like it. I like it. Thank you so much, Will Hill. Uh, we'll have to cross over again soon. We totally dropped the ball on this one. We're, we're gonna have to schedule a little bit better. Yeah, we'll do a. We'll you know what we'll do. We'll do a whole Watson podcast. We'll both we'll both get into it and uh we'll get our resumes ready and it'll be fun. Okay, sounds good. And uh, milk check, how many different kinds of milk do you have in the fridge right now? I just have the one. Yeah, what do we have with the store? What was it? The uh, boy, it wasn't the it wasn't the it wasn't the almond milk. It was some sort of nut cashew. milk. Cashew. Cashew milk is that what you? Still I, do, I don't have any strong? cashew milk right now. Actually, I have I have two kinds of almond milk. <laughs> I have There's regular different kinds and like of almond milk. Yeah, I have like I have regular and like extra thick creamy almond milk for different reasons. Okay. What's we didn't ever got your milk? Is it like one percent? What are we talking about? Full fat. No, I think my wife makes me get the the fat free because she gets she's it's healthier it's for water. the family. I know, I know. Might as well pour water in your cereal. I don't know that I. It's been so long since nobody's listening by now. <laughs> it, it's been so long since I've <laughs> had milk other guy. milk. I don't know that I'd be able to taste the difference. I'm not a big like milk drinker. My kids will drink it, but I'm not. I'll put it in my cereal occasionally. I'll, I'll throw you know have some little Rice Krispies with a banana, but I'm not drinking milk regularly. Yeah, uh, the propaganda has stopped. I don't see the Got Milk ads as much anymore. No, you're right. 
You're right. Now, what are you using your milk for? Various things, uh, but that's all we have time for today on milk. Milk. It's not, no, no. We have we have plenty of time here. Like, what are you going through all this milk for? Uh, I put them in protein shakes. I put them in oatmeal. Like, I bake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't like answer. drink a glass of almond milk. Not usually. Right. I put oh, it in my coffee. I, was... I make coffee at home. You know. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. That's, you answered all my questions. Yeah. It's all. It's exactly what you were thinking. How many more. people do you think are actually listening to this right now? Um, shout out, you just won. I'm just kidding. If you finish watching this or listening to this whole thing. Uh, no, it's good. I mean, this is honestly, though, us talking about milk, maybe more exciting than the NBA finals have been so far. Yeah, it's at least it's at least even money. It's, it's uh, pick them either way. <laughs> Minus one ten either way. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know, of course. Uh, and thank you so much for listening uh, to Will Hill and I and coming up uh, more more coming from our pods. All right, D.A. Appreciate it. This was fun. All right. Thanks again to Will Hill for joining me today on the LA City Cast. Make sure you check out his pod as well, the New York City Cast, both of them presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Coming up on the LA City Cast, we have WNBA games on Tuesday. And I have to tell you, I am not excited about either of them, but we're going to talk about why. And there'll be some useful information in there, hopefully. So stick with us right here on the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or a same game parlay. You decide, log on to the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your, still your host, Danielle Avari. This is the WNBA segment. Let's talk about WNBA MVP before we get into the Tuesday games. Asia Wilson, even money, plus 100 on Bet Rivers. Brianna Stewart sitting at 6-1. to one. Kelsey Plum, 8-1. to one. Can we talk about Kelsey Plum for a minute? I think we need to. Twitter was a buzz. After her game on Sunday, 32 points, tying her career high, five assists. I mean, just look back at her last five games, 23 points, 18, 19, 17. Incredible. Uh, Becky Hammond was also asked about her playing all 40 minutes on Sunday. And by the way, if you didn't notice, she looked, didn't look tired at all. Not, not, I mean, was she sweating? I didn't even see that. Uh, but Becky Hammond said that she would not let me take her off the court. She's the boss. She wins. So this is just an incredible team built all around. The one question we have with the Aces is depth. And with Jackie Young out, they show that they can still win without her. Uh, but it certainly makes things a bit more precarious for the Aces. That said, they're going to be stealing votes from each other as far as the MVP goes. Asia Wilson at the top here at Even Money. And reminder, these WNBA MVP odds are very different from book to book. So if there is a player that you like, definitely shop around for the best odds on that player. Uh, but Asia sitting here at the top, Kelsey Plum, her teammate, uh, Jackie Young at 14 to one. I mean, that's three players from this from the same team just in the top six or seven odds here. Uh, Rike Ogumbowale is on there as well at 14 to one. Between the 14 to one candidates, I'd rather have Jackie Young. It's more fun. And Jonquil Jones, and that's also more believable at this point. Not because Arike is not incredible; she's got big MVP energy, but. She's just on a team that I don't think will make a deep run in playoffs, but will definitely cause some havoc for teams leading up to and possibly in playoffs. Uh, John Quill Jones, former MVP from last year, 10 to 1. I don't know how she's adjusting to that MVP sticker on her back that now they're defending her a little bit differently. Uh, but 
it's still John Paul Jones and she does it well everywhere on the court. The Sun are starting to finally find their rhythm as well. They just beat the Aces on Thursday. Uh, so good news in that direction. But Kelsey Plum just needed to be shouted out, sitting at eight to one. I almost want a ticket on her just because I love watching her play. I just want it. I just want to have that ticket. I do. Uh, you have to think about if you think these Aces players are going to be stealing from each other in terms of votes. You could look at someone like Brianna Stewart on the Storm, who that's who they're going to go through. They they go or don't go with Brianna Stewart. We saw that so far when she was out with health and safety protocols. Uh, she's six and one. Of course, Sue Bird, we know, uh, but it's Brianna Stewart, six to one for the Storm. If you think that's the way to go, of these Aces players, I like the Kelsey Plum one the best. I know I pointed out Jackie Young. She was twenty-five to one. I liked that a lot better. Now sitting at fourteen to one, it's not as enticing. As far as who's winning and who's covering, straight up and ATS records, the Aces are 10-2 and two straight up, best straight up record by far. Connecticut, uh, not by far, I guess, because Connecticut's 9-3. and three. But in terms of ATS, Connecticut's only 6-6 six and six ATS, starting to make the move towards the positive direction with that. But Washington, 8-4 and four ATS, despite being 7-5 and five straight up. Again, a, probably a reflection of EDD being in and then out one day. Um, the Aces, 8-4. and four. ATS similar to Washington there. Dallas is seven and four ATS, as is Atlanta. Seattle only three and seven ATS. I think again that could be reflected in some of those games. We saw health and safety protocol issues. They were a little bit uh, disjointed for a moment, but still winning five to five and three straight up. Chicago's seven and three straight up now, but four and six ATS. We're moving in the right direction. That was two and six ATS. So we're we're moving in the right direction with Chicago. That's good. And Indiana, I cannot believe, but three and ten straight up because they're always in every game. They're in it. They fight. They're feisty. They're fun. They can make threes. They push the pace. But uh, that explains why they're five and eight ATS. But three and ten straight up just cannot close out those games. Probably a young team problem. And then the bottom three teams, all three and eight: Minnesota, Phoenix, and New York. What a big drop off for Phoenix. I mean, missing Brittany Griner, losing Sandy Brondello to go coach to the New York Liberty. So new coach at the helm. Uh, Diana Trossi seems really out of it. It's just a it's a bleak time for the Phoenix Mercury. Five and six ATS though. So a little bit of life there at least. Uh, no Tina Charles on Sunday either. So lots of problems. Let's get into Tuesday's games and let this is this is why I don't want to bet either of these games and I probably won't. Uh, but I'm kind of a WNBA junkie, so I'll probably end up with something. So follow me on Twitter if you want to see what I end up doing. If you want to follow along, commiserate or fade, whatever you're into. But links at Liberty on Tuesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Finally, just two games, and they're spaced apart so that I can watch both of them without having to have two screens up. The links are seventh in pace. The Liberty are 10th. We already saw these two teams play on Sunday. Here's how that went. The odds for that game were the Lynx plus two and a half, and they ended up winning this game 84 to 77. So um, one by seven as two and a half point dogs total for this was 158 and a half. It obviously went over that 161 was the final and uh 158 and a half being the number on this. That number was relatively high to me, but I would have looked over here. I didn't end up playing this again, coming back from a wedding in the car, uh, doing my best, but, uh, played some other overs throughout the day. I had storm over that storm game over dream over should have just bet all the overs really, but, you're probably thinking that the Lynx defense is really low. I mean, defensive rating for the Lynx is 10th, and the Liberty are 8th. The fact that the Liberty's defensive rating is better than their offensive rating is really horrendous. Uh, they're 12th in offensive rating. Lynx are 7th. So 
it's hard to say you want an over for these two teams that have such horrible offensive ratings, but they also have such low defensive ratings, which is why this game is just not something I want to be on. It's why I didn't really bet on it on Sunday. I probably would have gone with the team just, I mean, I'm saying this after the fact, so, but just in good faith, believe me that I would go with the team that a has more veteran experience. That's the links right now. The Liberty are hurt more, uh, but it's weird because the links have this laundry list. It's weird to say they're hurt more, but it seems like more of their, their key players, I guess, but the links have a laundry list of people who have been out and are, are still out, uh, will be out for this game as well. So for the Liberty, it's Benajah Laney, who we found out late July, she'll be back. She's out at least eight weeks, had to have a meniscus surgery after having an off season knee surgery. Apparently, I believe Miles Ehrlich was on last week and told us it was the opposite knee. So I'm like, poor thing cannot catch a break, but Benajah Laney out to late July. So really not going to see her for very much this season. Uh, Willoughby's still out mid-June, and then Dee Dee Richards still out till mid-June as well. So hopefully Dee Dee making her way back as well. But then going to have to reintegrate into this team. So Liberty just really a bum deal so far this season. But the Lynx, uh, Achanwa, mid-June, hamstring, Dantas, mid-June, foot, Mariah Jefferson, out indefinitely, quadricep, uh, Nafisa Collier, out. She just had her baby. We don't know when she's going to be back. So these teams are both missing so many key pieces. And they're both so low in so many categories. Um, the Lynx have the offensive rebounding advantage. I like that for second chance points. Again, veteran team more so than the Liberty. I like them to be able to get this done. Um, and also the team that was going to be getting points in this matchup. I think that uh, the, Liber the Lynx won by seven in this game. So maybe we see them favored slightly in this game. And in that case... I still wouldn't want to look to the Liberty. I'm not betting on that offense. Are you betting on the 12th ranked offensive rating team? Not me. Uh, they've shown some signs of life a little bit, but it's just, this is just really hard to bet. If I had to pick something here, the Liberty may get up for it. They're at home, but they're playing shorthanded. Outside of Sabrina Ionescu, they lack offense. They're still working on filling in what those holes are going to be if it's not Sabrina. She's been able to be a lot more aggressive. She had 31 points on Sunday. Uh, but the Lynx are going to shore that up, I think, a little bit. Again, we're talking about a 10th-ranked defense. I lean Lynx here again, but it could be a zigzag. I like the over a little bit better, but that number may be too high to bet. So we'll see. It is a second matchup in a couple of days. Uh, I'll lean over here. Maybe even over a first half would be something you could play if you are psychotic like me. The Dream are also at the Storm on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. The Dream are 7-4 and four ATS, as I mentioned, and the Storm are 3-7 and seven ATS, so almost inverse on their ATS records, and yet the Dream should... No, I'm not going to say this. The Storm are the better team. I was going to say the Dream should be the not as good... I was trying to say it very politely. The Storm are the better team. That's just a fact. They're first in assist percentage, which, like, who pays attention to that? But I'm going to here. And the Dream are 12th. Just to show you the stark difference between these teams, you have a young team in the Dream who is going through a major rebuild and has looked really solid, at least defensively, they're first in defensive rating. They've been first for a while. And yet, their games are 4-7 and seven to the under. I would almost think it would be more. Washington has actually had more unders, has a higher percentage of unders. I think Washington's only had one over game. So... That actually, even though Washington's defensive rating isn't as high as Atlanta's, that's a team that's actually a team I'd rather bet an under on because it's a more stout defense to me. 
Um, but the dream, you can't deny, are, are leading in some of these defensive categories. The trouble is their offense is abysmal. They're 11th in offensive rating. And going back to that assist percentage, the Storm are second in assist to turnover ratio and assist ratio and turnover percentage themselves. They have impeccable ball control. Okay, that's all I'm getting at here. They, they don't turn the ball over. They're second in all those categories. They're first in assist percentage. They move the ball around really well. The Dream are 12th in all of those categories, which is dead last, in case you're new here. They're dead last in every category. Uh, the Dream also allow... Um, they just It's going to be really tough, tough for them here because I think the Storm are just the, the better, more polished team. That's the reality. You're going to have to lay a bunch of points with the Storm here, and they'll probably cover it. One of the critiques on dream, the Dream so far is what they're doing sustainable uh, because 7-4 and four ATS and I believe 7-4 and four straight up. They haven't faced a lot of tough competition. Their four losses were to the legit teams, right? So if we look at the Dream schedule, they lost to the Mystics twice. They did only lose by five the first time they played, which gives me like a little glimmer of hope that, hey, maybe they'll get up for this Storm game. And mm, But, you know, mm, probably not. But we'll see because they do have some things that could present a challenge like I said that defensive rating and also they allow the least amount of second chance points and points in the paint in the league maybe they'll give Brianna Stewart a little challenge but it's Brianna Stewart we talked about MVP odds right so uh, Dreamer fifth in offensive rebounding Stormer eighth Dreamer seventh in effective field goal percentage a Stormer tenth this would this would suggest that this could be a closer game than we're expecting I think that the point spread is going to reflect something else I think it's going to be a ton of points you have to lay with the Storm I'd wait for an in-game number, a better number on the Storm. Maybe the Dream give you a chance for that. I think the Storm will probably cover this, whatever this number ends up being. But their ATS record makes me not want to get on that. And like not that alone, but just looking at how they've looked in games so far, they haven't been that dominant team yet this season. They are the team you don't want to face in playoffs. They are a team that can make a deep run. They could be in the finals. They could win a championship. They are built to do that. But in a regular season game, I don't know that they're going to get up and cover these 10, 20-point spreads the way that we saw the Aces doing early in the season. Um, Atlanta's defense is legit. They're 4-7 and seven to the under. Storm are 5-5, five and five, so it could go either way. I think Seattle's going to control this game. Atlanta's going to have to play up to them. Uh, Atlanta is third in pace. Seattle's ninth. Uh, but all of Seattle's games have been high scoring, it seems, uh, except for that Wings one most recently. That was a nightmare. But... Uh, even against the toughest defense that Seattle's face, which is the Sun, that was a high-scoring game. The Sun have been trying to push their pace as well. I think we'll see something that's going to go over a total that will probably be a little lower, a little more favorable for us because Atlanta's defense is so stout. So I will be shocked if Atlanta's defense gives Seattle like a ton of trouble as you lean a little bit over in this one or play something in-game to get the storm. That's what I got for you. Thanks so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. New shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll be back for more LA action on... Wednesday. So come on back to the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.